0: Live from the Sirius XM studios in New York City, this is Busted Open. Thank goodness, it's about to pick up your only destination for daily pro wrestling talk in the entire world. The from the independent scene to the main event of WrestleMania, no, no one covers pro wrestling like Busted Open. Eddie
1: Guerrero was busted
0: open. Hot topics, breaking news, and interviews with some of the biggest names in the game. Brian has been busted Open, a show designed for the fan by the fan. Old school. The irritable force meeting the immovable object meets new school. Trace, WCW oh my God. busted open Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass live now I'll take a ah. of here are your hosts Dave Lagreca and ECW legend Tommy Dreamer
1: Ooh, welcome to busted open a very special edition all about the The woman you love to hate, Rowdy, Ronda, Rousey, the rise of Ronda, the one year of dominance, and we're going to talk about it, myself and the innovator of violence, the landlord of the house of hardcore himself, Tommy Dreamer. What's going on, Tommy?
2: Hanging out. This is an interesting topic because everybody's talking about it. We're going to get, what would Conan used to say, Uh, Rowdy, Rowdy, and Bowdy, Bowdy with uh, this whole situation because, uh, man, if there's a person who probably had the most influential one-year career, it is the one, Ronda Rousey.
1: Would you say it's the greatest one year in the history of pro wrestling?
2: For a debut, absolutely. Totally should have won Rookie of the Year. Um, But for – there are people who had amazing years – but for her, for her debut to her leaving was off the charts. She's an amazing athlete and an amazing uh, performer, yes. But there, I don't think there's ever been so much controversy slash uh, people talking about her entering into WWE, which started this whole Ronda Rousey buzz.
1: Yeah, and it's so crazy if you think about it. Before that big debut at WrestleMania 34, her showing up at the Royal Rumble. And what a pop that Ronda got when she came and she pointed at that WrestleMania sign. And the love that she got in New Orleans for WrestleMania 34. But a lot of that changed as the year went on and we got to WrestleMania 35. And a big reason for that, Tommy, was... Becky Lynch because so many people fell in love with Becky Lynch unfortunately for the fans Ronda Rousey was a victim of
2: Becky's popularity correct but you know leading up to Ronda she was a big professional wrestling fan Uh, she had deemed her group the four horse women Um, she was a big fan of Roddy Piper she would post pictures of it and at the time there was no bigger star in the UFC world than Ronda Rousey, where this was in the UFC world, um, their own diva revolution. And I don't mean that as, you know, a knock. Their own women's revolution because now they had a face to the brand of women fighting professionally. And there has only been a few women like that. And she, she would talk the talk, walk the walk. And then she would also post pictures of her at independent wrestling shows. I know her and a few of the, of the women uh, went to PWG shows, and they were big, big wrestling fans. So it was like the seed was planted right then and there of what if. And as you know, and Mother Marissa knows, there is a gigantic divide between UFC fans and professional wrestling fans. Which I don't understand why there is. However, we'll—that's a whole other friggin' show we could talk about. But she has been one of the bigger crossovers to come from that world into ours. You know, you could talk about Brock Lesnar, but Brock Lesnar left the WWE to go to MMA. Uh, Bobby Lashley was doing MMA before, uh, while he was in uh, Impact Wrestling and stuff like that. Uh, Jake Hager has been doing it. Uh, Batista did it after he left WWE. None of those guys. Well, Jake and and Bobby had some, uh, created some traction. But there was never, uh, in my opinion, someone to come from the UFC like that and to be that top brand of a person to cross over into WWE and literally get thrust into the spotlight the way she did.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned about the divide between MMA and pro wrestling fans. And and you're right. A lot of ways I understand it. And a lot of ways I, I completely don't understand it. But when you talk about like how the UFC had their own women's revolution, you could say that probably Ronda Rousey did so much in a positive way for women in sports. Like I think she was so groundbreaking that you look at women in sports in a completely different way because of her dominating performances in the UFC. And the fact that that came over to our world in pro wrestling, I don't think you would get that main event at WrestleMania 35 if it wasn't for somebody like Ronda Rousey.
2: No, and she knew how to cut promos. And if you you did her backstory or, or listen to it, I remember her saying like she was at one point sleeping in a car and like this was her shot in life to turn it around for her. And if you think about that, that's a heavy statement. And, you know, every great wrestler has always pretty much stolen from Muhammad Ali. And there's great fighters, you know, Mike Tyson, uh, Conor McGregor. There's very, very few controversial people like that that will talk that smack. During UFC, she would talk that stuff too, which was getting her more and more recognition But if you're a desperate person and desperate, and I'm not talking like financially desperate, living in your car and becoming this household name, Conor McGregor did the same thing. If you you remember, he was living on government assistance from Ireland and now he has all the money in the world. So there's a big difference when you're fighting for that and fighting for your own survival, which trust me, I I grew up seeing that training to be a professional wrestler. I was a white upper class uh person going to Gleason's gym and I'd walk in there and I'd see men trying to fight themselves uh training to to fight themselves out of the ghetto, out of the projects of Brooklyn and like they would all look at me and I was just like, "Hi guys." And, and you know Taz used to joke about like, "Oh, here's this happy white boy." And I didn't know the world of because I never was around it. And until I saw it, I was like, wow, like here's a man with children literally training to try to better his life for his children. And yeah, I had different dreams. But Ronda Rousey, man, she was, you know, when you say you're living out of your car and you have no money and you have all this uh, bad going around, of course, you're going to do whatever it takes to get people to be aware of who you are.
1: And Ronda Rousey. Um, like it or not, mainstream star, somebody who brought that mainstream spotlight to the WWE and pro wrestling. And there's so many positives. The way she debuted, her first ever match, uh, the way she gave a tip of the cap to the history of our sport with you know, her tribute to, to Rowdy Roddy Piper. So many positives. But in the fans' eyes, it's been a struggle. We'll get into that. But when we come back, Tommy, on this very special edition of Busted Open, we'll talk about... That debut, she pointed her finger at that WrestleMania sign at the Royal Rumble, but she had what a lot of experts say the greatest debut match in the history of pro wrestling. We're going to talk about it when Tommy and I are back right here on The Rise of Ronda Rousey right here on Busted Open. You're listening to Busted Open's Rise of Rousey special only
0: on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156.
2: This week on World of Basketball, Australia's five-time Olympian and FIBA Hall of Famer, Andrew Gaze shares his thoughts on LaMelo Ball as an NBA prospect.
1: I think he's a phenomenal talent. He's good size. He's a, a really, really good athlete, but in the NBA the Sanders, standards, he's not an elite athlete. He can pass the ball. The thing that I think impressed me the most is not necessarily everything I saw on the floor because his talent is really good, but he listens. He's respectful and that he seems to buy into the team concepts.
2: New episodes of World of Basketball are available every Thursday on the Sirius XM app and Pandora.
0: This is Bust Open's Rise of Rousey special. Here's Dave LaGreca and ECW legend Tommy Dreamer.
1: on Busted Open, Dave LaDreca, Tommy Dreamer talking about the Rowdy One. Not only somebody who is a mainstream star, not only one of the greatest athletes, not just women athletes, but greatest athletes that we've seen in the last 25 years, but also somebody who had one of the most dominant years in the history of pro wrestling. I'm talking about Rowdy Ronda Rousey and Tommy You know, before we get into her debut match at WrestleMania 34, there were rumors running rampant about, you know, Ronda being a part of the WWE. And, man, she she came to it, and she was a part of it in a big, big way. And she answered all those rumors in a big way as well.
2: Absolutely. I remember, you know, we were covering it on the show with a lot of speculation, a lot of members of the nation calling in saying, you know, this type of match, you know, will she succeed in it and her athletic ability, how much different it is to be a professional wrestler than, you know, an MMA fighter. There was a lot of examples like a Kurt Angle coming over into the world of professional wrestling and how he quickly grasped onto it. But, you know, it was a learning curve for Kurt. And when she finally debuted, I mean, she had on the biggest stage Uh, of them all, with all her critics, Ronda Rousey answered and answered in a big, big way with a positive, like, I can do this. Uh, You and I remember watching the match and we gave kudos to every single person in that match from Stephanie and Hunter. But just the fact of we knew the moment she got in that ring that she was going to be successful. And she answered all her critics literally, I want to say within the first, you know, couple of moves. As a I mean, if you think about it, Dave, we went recently and we watched that WrestleMania, the first one with Mr. T, and we're literally laughing our asses off of like how blown up Mr. T was. Or I can't wait till we do a watch along with Lawrence Taylor. But I remember and being like, he couldn't even lift his arms up when he's celebrating the win. Uh, at WrestleMania in the main event. And here's Ronda Rousey, who just looked like such a natural uh, to do in professional wrestling.
1: Yeah, because she's an amazing athlete and she was prepared and she was ready. And when somebody like a Jim Cornette says that's the greatest debut in wrestling history, that's saying something because when you factor in the stage at WrestleMania in front of 80,000 fans at a sold out, you know, Superdome like we saw, I mean, that's huge. And, and Tommy, you and I talked about it that night that that was a top five WrestleMania. And I still believe it's one of the best WrestleManias. Extremely underrated, that WrestleMania. And a big reason why was that match. And it was a tag match. And I, there was nothing wrong with that. And you have a Hall of Famer like Kurt Angle. And you have a future Hall of Famer like Triple H. But still, she was so conditioned. She did everything right. There were no flaws in that matchup. That was an amazing debut. And to me, Tommy, set the tone for what Ronda was going to do over the next 12 months.
2: Absolutely. And attaching her with, you know, Kurt Angle and Kurt Angle's return to the WWE um, was great because of both their MMA backgrounds and the storyline because she's probably one of the best heels in wrestling as Stephanie McMahon and Triple H being one of, you know, the best heels of all time, in my opinion. Uh, pairing them all together, it was a perfect mix. But you know what? A match like that can fall apart, and it didn't. And on the biggest stage, and, you know, yeah, we talk about it. It's a very underwhelming WrestleMania, but that moment will last forever. To be on that level, uh, you know, you can go one or two ways. I remember me just I, – I couldn't wait till like, my WrestleMania match – I wanted to soak it in, and then I was just like, eh, that's it. And I wanted more from it. Um, I don't know how she felt, but like you saw, you know, WWE has cameras everywhere, and you saw like a lot of the great reactions and positive reviews, and, you know, kudos again to Vince McMahon to having this vision, or if Triple H was the one recruiting her, uh, having this vision of... Here's this woman who's going to put the WWE on notice. And the reason, you know, we talked about from our first watch along with, you know, the Liberace, the Billy Martins, it's getting mainstream media still attached to professional wrestling because even in the times we're living with right now, um, where wrestling is the only live thing going on television, we're still people aren't talking about it mainstream wise where they should, because as the world has pretty much stopped wrestling has not.
1: Yeah. And you look back at those matches that Rhonda had over the course of that year, because you think about the two WrestleManias in the bookends, you talk, you talk about that tag match and then that, you know, the match with Charlotte and, and Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 35, but you look at the matches that she had on, on Monday night, Raw, the matches, that she had with Nia Jax, the matches that she had with Charlotte, the match that she had with Sasha Banks. Those were, those were great matches, Tommy. And, you know, a lot of people talk about her promos. I had no problem with her promos at all. As a matter of fact, this was what gets me so frustrated. And I, I, I know bully has spoken about this and Mark Henry has spoken about this here on busted open, but I loved Ronda Rousey's promos during that year because it sounded natural. It didn't sound scripted. It didn't sound like somebody handed her a sheet of paper and she had something mesmerized. It was somebody grabbing onto that microphone and speaking like they are about to get into a fight. And when you're emotional and you're angry, and when you have those emotions, when you're about to get into a fight, Tommy, you're gonna, you're gonna slip on some words. There's gonna be pauses. There's gonna be awkward phrasing. You are gonna stutter a little bit. That's how people really talk. When they're angry, and I thought those points came across when Rhonda took the microphone.
2: Absolutely. Uh, before you led into this, I was going to talk about then how she carried herself on the microphone. I remember, you know, in in the world, especially you know on social media, we're going to nitpick everything because unfortunately, when you put yourself out there in the public, that's what's going to happen. Um, where it was, oh, she's smiling coming to the ring and then she's changing her face or she's so, so serious and then she's smiling. They're talking about this was a, like a, hand, a, a direct order coming from Vince McMahon. We don't know if any of that is true. But yes, her natural reactions shined and, and having to go out there, there's so many amazing challenges in the world of professional wrestling. One, to have to go out there on television and try to connect with an audience where people are already chanting your name and keep them with you and sold out arenas, going out there and talking to people and not looking like an idiot or not looking like, that's hard. Uh, nowadays, it's even harder to, because you literally come back from your promo and you'll have either a Triple H or a insert man because you're doing it in front of no people. And if you're connecting with an audience that way, it's, you know, you and I have been talking about, it's this lost art. And, you know, Rhonda delivered in, yes, a very, very human way. And that's what made her great as well as, you know, she would also talk some stuff on social media where we were like, hmm, because it's also an outsider coming into our business, you know, as performers. And so, she was, creating a buzz and a stir about herself, even while she was in WWE. And that's what you're supposed to do. Social media is about creating, it's about promoting yourself. It's about treating what you're doing as real or getting people to talk about you.
1: And making stars, like you would have to admit, all right, was Becky Lynch a fan favorite? There's no doubt about it. But Ronda took Becky to another plateau. I mean, you know, you know, so if people are upset and angry, I don't get it because she made a star, whether it was on the microphone on a Monday Night Raw or like you said, on social media that helped things along that helped the story that played out that ultimately was a championship victory for Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 35. And, oh, yeah, by the way, the way that match ended, it left the door open for a return for Ronda because it ended with some controversy. So if Ronda does come back, and I do think she will, that leaves a story wide open that the fans are going to be invested in. I got to admit, and, and and listen, I don't know Ronda. I've never met Ronda Rousey, okay? I may be doing a show on her. I may even be wearing a shirt. Uh, that says Ronda's name on it. I've never physically met Ronda Rousey. I've never shook her hand, never had a conversation. She's never been a guest here on Busted Open. But I see no flaw in her game, from her appreciation to the history of pro wrestling, to the way she adapted, to the time she spent, to going on shows talking about WrestleMania, uh, to what she did for Becky Lynch. Uh, if it wasn't for Ronda Rousey, there would be no women's main event at WrestleMania 35. I mean, come on, let's admit that. If Ronda is not attached to that match, I'm sorry, sorry, but Charlotte and Becky would not be in a main event, the final match at WrestleMania 35. That's a fact. So when you factor all those things in, I don't understand why fans don't appreciate her. Now, if you want to boo her, if you're a Becky fan and you want to cheer Becky and boo Ronda, I'm all for it. But you know tommy that people do not appreciate becky lynch like they should
2: correct and just oh, i'm sorry not
1: and becky lynch ronda rousey
2: correct but and so you don't get a world of heat uh not saying that charlotte flair and becky lynch couldn't be the main event of wrestlemania they
1: wouldn't have been i don't give a shit give hang me on the, they charlotte flair and becky shot. lynch would not have been in the main event at wrestlemania 35 if it wasn't for ronda rousey please continue
2: I'm saying it because of their athletic ability. I'm saying it was they would never be put in that spot because they would never be deemed that as the main event if Ronda Rousey wasn't there. Agreed. Not, and, they,
1: and they main event. Sasha and, and Charlotte main event at pay-per-views. There's no doubt about it. But when you look at that main event at MetLife Stadium in front of 80,000 fans, everybody wanted to see Becky beat Ronda Rousey. Uh, but Tommy, fans were upset that Charlotte was even a part of that match. Correct. 80,000 fans paid for tickets to see Becky Le- Becky Lynch beat Ronda Rousey.
2: Yeah. Um, and rightfully so. It was the great, great call, as well as it was probably the first WrestleMania in a long time where the fans stayed for the main event. And you were there. You yes. remember it. Uh, I was there. I was watching and was just like, wow, this is something special. And – it delivered, and when you, the old saying, uh, who did you ever beat, or what house did you ever draw, that is, you put it perfectly. They paid to see Becky Lynch and Ronda, um, and, and I feel Charlotte as well, but um, they put asses in the seats, and they delivered one hell of a main event, and again, that was her last WWE appearance. We saw her. And, you know, maybe we'll have Gabby come on the next with a few uh, Total Divas spots. But it didn't stop. I remember the documentary where she broke her hand in the finish. But as well as, um, I feel a different era of Ronda Rousey happened after that. Because in one year, what she did and accomplished was amazing. And now she's gone from from public view. But there's still a lot of speculation why she's leaving all this stuff, which, you know, we'll get into.
1: Yeah, and, you know, you talk about the year that Ronda had. Let's talk about the year after since Ronda has left. And we'll do that when Tommy and I are back, right here on a very special edition of Busted Open.
0: You're listening to Busted Open's Rise of Rousey special, only on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. Soccer is a passion that goes beyond the sport. And Sirius XMFC's podcast, More Than a Game, brings that passion to you. Can you believe it? In each episode, FC's panel of experts take a deep dive into club histories, iconic grounds. Anfield has erupted. Bitter rivalries, and so much more. There's nothing like a derby day in Manchester. New episodes are available weekly by downloading the Pandora app and searching More Than a Game. Dave LaGreca and ECW legend Tommy Dreamer dive into the WWE career of superstar Ronda Rousey. This is Busted Open's Rise of Rousey special.
1: Welcome back to Busted Open. Dave LaGreca, Tommy Dreamer. A very special episode of Busted Open as we're talking about the rise of Rousey, the rise of Ronda. That's right. Probably one of the greatest years, without a doubt, the greatest debut year of any pro wrestler, for sure. But it's been a year since we've seen Rowdy Ronda Rousey, Tommy. So what we figured we would do in this segment, since she was a big part of the show, is that you get to hear our very own Gabby each week with Diva on Divas. And Tommy, as you know, uh, Ronda Rousey was a part of Total Divas this past season. So let's bring her in, our very own Gabby. Gabby, what's
3: going on? Hi, guys. How are you?
2: Hello, Gabby. How are you? Hi,
3: Gabby. I'm great.
2: I don't know if I'm supposed to be quiet like you make me be quiet every time you do your segment. So I just figured I would just keep it quiet so you don't yell at me during our quarantine.
3: Well, I just like to keep you quiet for the rest of the world. That's my favor that I give to them. So Thank you. Yeah, we haven't heard from
1: Gabby for a while since, we, since everything that's gone on in our world and all the changes. One of the changes is, is that uh, Devon Divas is now on hiatus, but we thought we'd bring her back for the rise of Ronda Rousey. And we will have Devon Divas back. But, but, Gabby, seriously, talk about your impression of Ronda Rousey on um, Total Divas.
3: So I think for sure, Total Divas was probably centered the most around Rhonda, which is an understandable thing because everybody wanted to know how she was truly outside the ring and outside of being this major mainstream athlete that kicks ass. Um, I found her to be extremely relatable and extremely humble as a person. You know, she lived on the ranch with Travis and she was milking cows and living this rough life, doesn't wear a lot of makeup, doesn't dress up or get a lot of work done like the other women do. And she's very, very grateful for the opportunities that WWE has given her. She talked about how she wanted to improve the women's locker room and rile up the women because she wanted to be that person to bring them to that high level and then allow them to succeed. She said, I will take them to this level and I'm going to bring everyone with me. I want them to piss me off. I want to be the bad guy. Cause I want to make everybody else look better. And I think that takes a huge athlete and a huge performer and an amazing performer and athlete to be able to do that and to want to give the shine to other people. So I loved her on total but she was probably one of my favorite, um, cast members for sure.
2: Now, Gabby, when you first came to Sirius XM and you were a lowly intern and I used to just take my coffee and throw it in your face and go, get out of my room. Go get me paperwork, all that stuff. Um, he used
1: to do that, too. If the coffee wasn't hot enough, he'd throw it on the floor. And if it was too hot, he'd throw it into Gabby's eyes.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, she's an intern. She's got to pay her dues. If this was in wrestling, I would have shit in her bags. But I didn't. Um,
3: I think you did that once, but just um, Saturday night.
2: You also were a fan of UFC. Um, you worked on other UFC shows. And you, you knew who Ronda Rousey was, obviously. But, you know, your, her transformation into WWE, did you think at that time it was such a big deal that this real fighter, because you, you were also a newer wrestling fan, coming to the WWE, like, would this be something that attracted you to watch WWE more?
3: I think it definitely did because coming into, I didn't know much about wrestling or UFC before I ever started this position. And of course, if you want to get good at your job, you're going to learn about the content, which you're talking and working for. So when you take the transition to what I see with UFC, where these people are beating the crap out of each other and there's blood everywhere. And it's, you know, it's pretty brutal. And then I watch wrestling where, you know, it's entertainment and there's fun segments and there's like, Light, light hearted things going on. I was intrigued because I was like, Oh my god, what if she actually hurts so- like, hurt somebody? This is a badass female coming into what you know people call this fake sport, where that's it's frowned upon to say that. Obviously, I would never say that now, but you don't know coming in as someone who doesn't really know the background or like. The elements that go into the sport of pro wrestling, you think these people aren't really hitting each other or it's not really as physical as a sport as UFC. So when someone who is crazy, brutal, and super physical comes into this sport, you're like, oh, I want to see how these other women are going to like measure up to her. Is she going to outshine them? Or is she going to be terrible on the mic because she might not be able to speak because she just... Punches people in the face. So she would either be a disappointment or is she going to make other people look bad? So I think definitely it made people more interested to see her because you, you want to see if somebody like that is going to fail in an, in an entertaining sport or you want to see if other people are going to succeed in the more physical aspects of the sport, if that makes sense.
2: You know, uh, that's a great uh, thing that you said about seeing, literally watching to see if somebody fails. Um, I remember, and I'm sure... That uh, Dave remembers too. There have been a lot of failures. If you if you talk about Zeus entering into the WWE, who was an actor, uh, Tiny Lister, and you know he came into the WWE and it was a gigantic failure. Or if you were in the world of powerlifting, uh, do you remember when Bill Kazmaier or Ted Arcidi when they entered into the world of wrestling? They were you could totally tell they were put in the ring with people who were better made them look better but they're like wow this person should not be wrestling where they're at and they received big pushes at first but they you know kind of fizzled but uh, Rhonda it was wow you have to keep up with her and that's a big big difference especially in our world because there are people whose jobs were to make you look better. And then there's other people where you're like, uh, if I don't step up, this person's going to outshine me. And we haven't seen, you know, WWE hasn't seen somebody like that, honestly, probably since Kurt Angle.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Mark and I talked about this. And the and one thing that Gabby said that was, I thought, very interesting, is just what you said, is that people were waiting for her to fail. and You know, I, I think there's a lot of people that were hoping that she would fail. And that's probably the culture that we have now. There's a lot of people, it's that hate watch culture where they, they, they watch something just to hate on it. And I think that happens a lot whenever, you know, Ronda Rousey is on people's screens, which I don't get because like I talked about with Mark last week and the fact that, you know, would Mark Henry make it in 2020? Would Kurt Angle make it in 2020? You know, you know would fans be patient enough you know, would fans understand the importance of those athletes? And, and I really think that Ronda Rousey, any time, any other time other than right now, she would be the biggest superstar. People would love her. You were talking about that first WrestleMania. If that first WrestleMania happened now, and you, you talked about how Mr. T was blown up and he couldn't even stand, you know, he couldn't even make a tag because he was so blown up from that match. But yet people, the fans there didn't care. 20,000 fans were going nuts. If that match happened now, fans would completely shit all over that match. So I, th- I think that a lot of times it's the perception and the timing of it. And I wish people would give Ronda Rousey the benefit of the doubt. She doesn't even need that benefit because I think that if they watched her with a different eye, they would appreciate her all the more. And And Gabby was talking about her role on, on Total Divas and how, you know, you saw her in a different way. We spoke to Natalia on the show, and Natalia said she was nothing but respectful in the locker room, Tommy. So, again, when I look at those 12 months of Ronda Rousey, I really don't see the flaws in or outside of the ring for her.
2: I do not. And, you know, a lot of the reason why, if you think about it, she hasn't been around in, since last year, and we're still talking about her. And that is, you know, really, really cool. You know, we've also talked about ECW, which is, you know, barely legal. Twenty-three years ago, they still talk about bear, uh, ECW with such high regard. And I think they'll be talking about Ronda Rousey for years to come uh, just because of that one year. And if she decides to never come back, cool. Uh, she made her mark. And, but I kind of do feel there is a return uh, in the making.
1: Well, it's funny that you say the word work and you say the word mark and you talk about her future because she recently had some comments about the WWE Universe and pro wrestling fans. We'll get Tommy's take when we're back right here on Busted Open. You're listening to Busted Open's Rise
0: of Rousey special only on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. This is Busted Open's Rise of Rousey special. Here's Dave LaGreca and ECW legend, Tommy Dreamer.
1: Welcome back to Busted Open. Dave LaGreca, Tommy Dreamer, a very, very special edition of Busted Open as we're talking about Ronda Rousey and that year that she had, but also the year since she's been gone and the anticipation if she's ever coming back. Again, reminder, always listen to Busted Open. We have some very, very special content that's been playing early in the mornings. You can hear us 10 to noon each and every day with a new episode of Busted Open. Also, go to the SiriusXM app and listen to us on demand. Also, check out the videos on the SiriusXM app. You get to see me and Tommy and Bully us interact, some of our interviews, some of our very special content. And as always, subscribe. Please subscribe to the Busted Open Podcast for exclusive content. This is where you see Tommy's guns. You see the LaGreca guns, look at that.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: About as flat as a tire, my biceps. And also, while you're at it, for uh, very special gifts for your friends and family, uh, go to uh, prowrestlingtees.com and order a LaGreca shirt, but I digress. Uh, Tommy, so talking about Ronda Rousey, we talked about the debut match. We talked about the main event, those two WrestleMania bookends for Ronda Rousey. Also talked about some of the matches that she had in between those WrestleMania classics. But now it's a completely different story because now we look at the last year for Ronda Rousey. And in the last year, you're almost waiting for her to come back. Were we going to see her at the Royal Rumble? We did not. Are we going to see her at WrestleMania 36? We did not. Are we going to see her on the Raw after WrestleMania? We did not. But that does not mean that she didn't make her presence known because Ronda Rousey definitely did that Tommy and she did it in a big way. And how she did it was on a podcast with Steve O. And this is what she said, it's the Wild Ride podcast. She said this about making a full-time return to the WWE. And this was her comments. What am I doing it for if I'm not being able to spend time, my time and energy on my family, but instead, spending my time and my energy on a bunch of effing ungrateful fans that don't even appreciate me. The thing is, I love performing. I love the girls. I love being out there. But at the end of the day, I was just like, F these fans, dude. My family loves me. They appreciate me. I want all of my energy to go into them. And then you couple that with the F word. Now, I say the F word, it's not the F word that she said to the fans but it's the word fake. What do you think Rhonda is trying to accomplish with these comments, Tommy?
2: Well, um, you know, uh, I remember there was also part of the interview about having uh, real fights. If she had 200 real fights in a week, she, like, she stood her ground on her, her statement. And, you know, listen, as we all know, wrestling is predetermined. Um, though there are real fights that do break down in the ring, um, there is nothing fake about it to the performers um, as well as there's nothing fake about it to the fans. And when you say stuff like that for, for every person who's paid a ticket to see you, you're literally disrespecting that audience. If you truly feel that way, that's fine, but you're going to then face the ramifications of it. Or if you're looking to come back as a bad girl, you have set the table and done it very, very well. Um, For me, I don't know that because I don't know Ronda Rousey uh, personally. Um, I will tell you, and, you know, we discuss this all the time, you know, for me at 49 years old traveling doing 206 shows last year. Um, There are a lot of times when I'm on that plane where I'm in so much pain, I just, I want to quit. And I like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? But this is all I've ever wanted to do. I don't know if that's all, this isn't what she's always wanted to do. And if you're that type of homebody, trust me, there's a lot of people who quit the wrestling business because they could not handle the travel or wanting to do it. You know, because, hey, you're, you are you want to be with your family or trying to start a family. I get that aspect. Uh, saying the word fake doesn't offend me how it, how it offends other people because, um, yeah, like I said, it's predetermined, but there's nothing that we do that's fake. I mean, if you think about it, here's a woman who broke her hand doing something that's fake. So then it's like, oh, guess what? You couldn't do this fake stuff properly if you wanted to take that route. So, I understand why people are in an uproar about it and I hopefully she does too and in the sense of is it a work or is it a shoot, you're talking to someone who, you know, I do everything on my social media 99.9% as Tommy Dreamer and I'm from that old school values And, and trust me, if I turn heel, I would tell everyone to unfollow me because I will be a heel at all times there are people who are great you look at Matt Hardy literally went from the WWE and what WWE how they were beating him actually helped him get more over till two weeks later when he showed up in AEW and now if you look at Matt Hardy's tweets you would think if you were a regular person this person's a a maniac the way he tweets and talks um, and there's a lot of great people who, who do use social media uh, in a great way. Tony Khan is using his social media. to As soon as Tony Khan tweets something about AEW, boom, it's out there. Um, and here's a guy preparing for the draft of an NFL team. Uh, CM Punk, for a long, long time, had the ability to garner people's interest via tweets. And, you know, there are people who master it, if she's working it, she's doing a phenomenal job. If she really, really does mean it, that's you're you're fine and entitled to your opinion. But take it from I don't care about the fake, the fakeness of it. I, I could care less when you say that. Um, but if you are going to see the response of the people, I'm trying to explain why, because you literally piss on every single person who ever paid to see you, and wrestling fans are like no other fan in the world. We will remember uh, everything you did. They remember facts about you and they remember moments about you, how you took time out of your day or even like when I respond to people on social media. I do that via DM because I don't know if Tommy Dreamer would respond to people but Tommy Dreamer responds to people in via DM because I don't want the whole world to see it. So you know, that's why she's facing the ramifications of what she did. I also, we forgot to thank Gabby for coming on the segment because she's kind of our boss and she will throw hot coffee on me now like she's done. And I did not know that AWA wrestler Steve O had a podcast. Just want to throw that in
1: there. It's, it's Steve O, Johnny O. It's somebody from the Jackass movies, though. I did love Steve O and I did get to see him perform at a Pro Wrestling USA show back in 1985, but I died. Steve Ozanowski. That's right. But I digress.
2: Was he a Polish wrestler? We should ask Violetta.
1: Yes, I, I you know what? She would be. I, I, I believe hey, Violeta. Baron Corbin. Who's who? What wrestler right now in the WWE is Polish that you're a big fan of? You've you've talked about that before. Is it Baron Corbin? No,
0: it's Gronkowski. Oh, Steve Gronkowski.
1: That's right. He's part it's, of the WWE now. That's right. I'm so. sorry, it's Rob. Rob Gronkowski. Whatever. Doesn't
2: matter. She lost all credibility on yeah, Gronk, yeah, yeah, yeah. bigger favorite wrestler. <laughs>
1: She'll probably, she'll probably use the F word for
2: next. Um, Go back so, to Ivan Putsky.
1: Yeah. Hey, Ivan Putsky's your favorite. Right? He's from Polish He's from Krakow, Poland. He is actually. Yeah, he is. And he really is from Krakow, Poland. Nothing fake about Ivan Putsky. Polish powered hammer. Texas. Polish hammer. Doesn't matter. He's from so. Texas. Hey, Faith Tom. All right. So, <laughs> but, um, but I digress. But anyway, we're keeping that in. Anyway, so when you, when you look at Ronda Rousey right now, because uh, you mentioned, Tommy, you mentioned that there are times when you're on that airplane and you're you're, you're, you're you, the pain is, you know, and you're like, is it worth it? But then you go out in front of the fans and the fans love you and they chant Tommy and they chant ECW and it makes it all worthwhile. But imagine if you're a Ronda Rousey and nobody does appreciate the effort that you put in. I know it sounds crazy. And, you know, you need to have thicker skin, but, you know, it would be like you, Tommy, and you've done a phenomenal job here on the show. You know, you're not, you're not a radio personality first. You will always be a pro wrestler first, but you're trying radio and you're doing a phenomenal job with it. But if you were to leave and you were to say, yeah, you know, that radio stuff, that was easy. You know, you know, anybody could do radio. I mean, what's, you know, it doesn't take a special kind of talent. Now you're shitting on people like me, you're disrespecting. Me as well, who gave you that chance, gave you that opportunity. So I feel that, like, even though she says, I love the girls, this is disrespecting that
2: roster as well. You know, it's funny you just said that. You know, uh, in ECW, I did a television show, and everyone was like, wow, you're a natural at this. You should really try acting. And I was like, you know, this was in the 90s, and I was like, I'm a pro wrestler, I'm not an actor. And it was, you know, show on CBS. I forgot the name of the friggin' show. Um, But what I'm trying to say is you're exactly right. I didn't have passion for acting. And because of my wrestling background, I was able to adapt to it very, very easily. But when people were saying, man, like, and these were people from CBS. Our early edition was the TV show. And I was just like, nah, don't want to do it. And when you just said that, I was like, I just told the CBS person, I don't want to be a television star because I'm a pro wrestler because I didn't have passion for it. Yeah. Um, If, like I said, if she's working where, you know, Mark Henry says she's 100% working. Again, I don't know her. Um, I met her once. She was very, very nice. She, we all know this is public knowledge. She's been coached by Paul Heyman a lot. Uh, I'm sure, you know, the WWE could also be like, hey, why don't you throw this out there? Or if she's doing it on her own, great. I've used the same person, Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor will say something and people will react. Um, And if you get that reaction, you're getting that, especially from wrestling fans, because for one year of your life, wrestling fans loved you. And that will stay forever. But if you insult those same fans, and I've said this before, when Paul Heyman, that same person, when I finally got over, hugged me, embraced me like a loving father. And he said, you're over and you will always stay over as long as you don't let those people down. And I never have. But if this is her letting people down, this show could be the rise of Ronda Rousey. We've yet to see the fall. But if this continues where there is no return and she doesn't come back, then guess what? She was real in her statement and that would be her fall. And wrestling fans would just be like, oh, remember that time Ronda Rousey came in? Because if you disrespect wrestling fans, we lose it for you.
1: And that's the thing, Tommy. I'm a big backer of Ronda Rousey. I love the work that she did. I love what she did for pro wrestling that year. If she does not come back and these statements that some of these statements she made, you know, are true and from her heart and she's not working us, then, yeah, I'm not going to feel the same way for Ronda Rousey. I'm not going to be able to put her shirt on my back because – it's like, wow, you just, you know, you you were great at it, but man, you just disrespected us. That was why it was so hard for me to get acclimated to Brock Lesnar because there was a lot of times when he was a part of the MMA world that he disrespected pro wrestling. He disrespected pro wrestling in his book. So it was very, very hard for me to buy into Brock Lesnar. Now I think he's different cuz he's come back and he's been exceptional and I think he's changed his attitude. But if Ronda Rousey does not come back and this isn't like the influence, like you said, of possibly a Paul Heyman, then my attitude towards her is going to be completely different. And I think you're right. I think any fans that she did have are going to wash their hands of her.
2: Yeah. You know what? Uh, if you, you want to leave, you can leave with, uh, you know, to start a family, do anything that you want to do. But if you think about WWE, what will happen with WWE? If, if her statement is true, and they wanna induct her into the WWE Hall of Fame as that celebrity entertainer. How are you gonna react when you have an arena full of people once all of, you know, the social distancing goes? How are you gonna react when at your Hall of Fame speech, everyone is booing you because of comments you made like like this, if you are serious. And this is, you know, this, her reaction or her statement, if she does not return to WWE by the, you know, end of the year, which is hopefully everything is normal uh, and their are fans coming back to live events, then she was serious in her actions and then those ramifications will happen. But you know, WWE will eventually put her in the Hall of Fame and fans won't forget about like a comment like that. And no. then if you go back and then you thank all the fans during your speech, then you're a hypocrite on a big, big stage. So sometimes you got to uh, think before you act. Uh, If it's me, I'm coming back as Ronda Rousey, the heel, and I'm going to beat the crap out of Becky Lynch. And I think that's best for business. I wouldn't do it now, uh, though it would garner great ratings, but uh, it wouldn't put asses in seats. And that's what the bottom line is about.
1: Yeah. And right now with the climate of our world right now, I don't think it's the right time. And we don't know when that time is going to be. But when the time is right, again, if she does not come back and she continues with these comments, it's going to really hurt her legacy, and maybe she doesn't become a WWE Hall of Famer, knowing what kind of reaction she's going to get from all the fans. You know, Tommy, this was one hell of a show. Uh, I, You know, you, I not only look at you as a Hall of Fame wrestler and a Hall of Fame personality on Busted Open, but I also look at you as an historian when it comes to pro wrestlers. So when it comes to subjects like these, I think you're the perfect person to talk about it because you can put that historical perspective on something that is even happening right now in 2020.
2: Absolutely. You know, this is a different world we live in, but social media, you live forever. And, uh, you know, uh, if you're going to say something, you got to stand by your actions. Or if you backpedal, then you just look like a hypocrite.
1: So really quick, we got about 30 seconds. In your heart of hearts, do you think Ronda Rousey will be back or do you think that one-year run was
2: it for her? I hope she comes back based upon her. If she never said what she did, I would say just stay away. But what you said, you need to come back as the baddest bitch on the planet.
1: I agree. I think she'll be back. Tommy, awesome show, my friend. Thank you, buddy.
2: I'll talk to you later.
1: All right. Make sure to tune in every day, Monday through Saturday, on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. And always subscribe to the podcast, The Busted Open Podcast. This has been Busted Open's
0: Rise of Rousey special. Check SiriusXM on demand for more SiriusXM Fight Nation content, and follow us on Twitter at Busted Open Radio.
2: With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited two percent cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn two percent cash rewards on what
3: you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and two percent cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking.